Hello. Oh, oh we're okay. We're recording. We are recording. Guys, we have 12 monitors in front of us. <laughs> There's I, a lot going on. I'm just on. inundated with images of myself and I don't know what to do because I'm so overwhelmed, especially because I'm wearing a tank top and I'm distracted by my rippling body. Oh my. Well, I think you could maybe pay attention to what we're doing okay. and like that'll be a nice change of pace for everybody. But I love that we're in the middle of a long weekend in which neither of us have the following day off. <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh, you know what? We're finally equals now. This never happens. It's usually like, oh, I get the day off. But like I, my company got bought by a bank recently. And so it's very much like, okay, you get random holidays, like indigenous, pe- not random, but like not everyone gets indigenous people's day off. And I do these days, but like the day before 4th of July, which is like a humane time to let your people go. I don't get that off. Well, now you know how I feel every single Monday holiday where I have to work and you don't. You know what we call this? What? Equity. Okay. <laughs> it's good that we're getting some equity sometimes. Doesn't happen a lot. If it were up to the Supreme Court, it would happen never. Oh, but God. You had to bring it there, I, didn't I'm, you? I'm just, it's, it's at top of mind. I'm mad about it. I'm sure I'll open with it, but I'll let it go. Because today's going to be fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> this episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by our brand new Patreon. It's been revamped for a whole new era. It is now now monthly instead of per creation because it just makes more sense for the amount of content we put out. What do people get for $5 a month? For $5 you can join the Discord. Yes. You get all of our patron bonus videos where, you know, all the ones from our past that were patron requested and guys, our our patron requests that we used to put on our YouTube channel will now be patron only content. So if you want to see us reviewing all these albums that get requested by our patrons, Gotta become a patron. You gotta go to patreon.com slash 2 match. You're gonna love it there. We have so much fun in the Discord. It's out of control. For $10 a month, you get all of that, but also you get our bi-monthly iconic album live listening parties. We're excited to do the first one. We wanna do a vote to see what those $10 folks want us to react to all together. That's gonna be great. And uh, you also get the Chatty Cathy's YouTube, or not YouTube, uh, video podcast where one of us sits down with a great friend and we just chat for 30, 40 minutes. We bring more people into the 2 Game Mats universe. Friends of ours are friends of yours, yeah, you got to meet some of our friends, and which is always a good time. Exactly. It's been Janie Stolar, who you, I'm sure you know and have loved in the past, and my friend Roy. We just did one big Mariah episode, and Matt Steele is going to do an interview with Travis at some point, his current roommate, who's lovely. Who's amazing. So get ready for that. Yes, and for $15 a month, yes. uh, you get all of the previous uh, perks, yes. and you also get to request a reaction to a song. Mm-hmm. Or a scene. Yes. Or something. Something small. Something small. <laughs> which will also, you only can watch it if you're a patron. Yes. And then for $25 a month, and you can request a full album or full movie review. I would say if you were going to want to do that, just have your request in mind. Bump up to $25 for a month, request your thing, and then bump back down. Because for $10 a month, you get to see everything you want to see. Sure. Right? Absolutely. That's a plan. That sounds like That's a plan. That's what we to call me. a plan, guys. We love plans here at 2K Mouse. And we love you. And we love you. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And this is going to be a sad one today because Pride Month is over. And we're devastated. I mean, we're devastated. I don't know that I'm devastated that Pride Month is is over. But again, like I said in the intro, the Supreme Court is out to get me. It's literally finding anything that would upset me as a gay black person in America. It's like... Make sure that no one that is me or has anything like me has as, has as few, make sure that they have as few rights as possible. That's what those six motherfuckers on the Supreme Court are sending to me. They turn back affirmative action because it's fair that white students with legacies are able to get a leg up, but not black students just wanting to further their education. But and the thing is, I was reading things. I'm sorry to go on a tangent. Like the number of people of color, the number of black people who like medical schools are now not going to have to adhere to affirmative action. And it's like there are I was just watching the 1619 Project on Hulu and there was an interview with this woman who's had this horrible pregnancy, horrible birthing experience because as a black woman, their pain is not taken as seriously. This would, of course, be lessened if there were more black uh, doctors in working and mm-hmm. there's going to be fewer and fewer now thanks to this horrible Supreme Court doing things that the public doesn't want them to do 
queer people, gay people can be turned away from businesses now because a hypothetical situation was brought to the Supreme Court where it's like, well, a gay person might want to ask me to like make a website for them and I shouldn't have to. It's like, bitch, this never happened. The fact that it's a hypothetical situation is wild. And then also like the student loan forgiveness reversal, which right. like everyone knew was going to happen anyway, but still that fucking sucks. It sucks. I'm sending positive energy everyone's way because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's happy for the July. I'm not sending it everyone's <laughs> way. I'm sending it to all of you and for the three Supreme Court justices who we agree with and to the people who voted for fucking Hillary. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it until the cows come home. You did this. If you could wait, not. Wait, the, not the people. No, I'm saying it. Let me finish. Okay. The people who did not vote for Hillary. You did this. Oh, you said the you, people who did vote for Hillary. This is why I'm still speaking. <laughs> if you did not vote for Hillary, you did this. And this is the way our whole lives are going to be until we're fucking dead because of you. You couldn't bring yourself to vote for a woman. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> All right. I thank you for saying it so I didn't have to. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Elections matter, guys. Elections Hello. matter. And this is what I was screaming into the ether back in 2016. And this, I feel like every six months, there has to be something that gets me angry about the 2016 election again. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just like, you know what? I just got to breathe through it. We got to breathe through we it. We got to breathe through it. Elections and matter. Please register to vote. Register to vote. <laughs> and like, just know that you're little... Just like things, if you have little small things you don't like about Joe Biden, put them aside because the other options are what we're living through now. And you finally see the repercussions. We don't want that. I, I trust in Gen Z. They seem to be very aware of what's going on. I'm mm. hopeful that they will continue to do what they've done in the midterms. But just remind yourself of this moment. The next time you go to a ballot box, if you're ever like, huh, I don't know. Think of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to let it go. Let it go. Matt Steele. Yeah. How was your week? It was <laughs> my week was nice beautiful to hear yeah it was fun what were it was you up flirty. to it was it, I, 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 I uh, my friend Lauren took me out for even though my birthday was the previous week yes. she took me out for my birthday and that was a nice closure of like my birthday celebration I <laughs> yes. guess because she was out of town on my birthday so she couldn't attend the birthday festivities oh. so she got me lunch and she's currently with a child yes. so, so we got to like talk about how she's doing with that and it was funny because she, she uh, has just entered her like second second trimester okay. and um, I was just like oh are you feeling better because everyone says you know the first trimester is the shitty part and then the second trimester everyone's like it's a breeze and right. everything uh, and she was just like uh, nope still feel like shit oh no <laughs> she was just like she was like whoever told me second trimester was easier they lied people lied and people died guys how, how far into trimester two is she uh, I, I I don't know how okay. what, how, how the timeline <laughs> works guys I hope I, it's going to get easier for Lauren because she needs you know it's, it's just you're already like carrying a person who's like essentially no shade we love everyone a parasite <laughs> so I just want her to you know be, feel, yeah, the, feel she, good she, she's doing well she's okay. overall she's overall she's doing well good um, so yeah so then later that night I celebrated uh, my uh, boss Rochelle's birthday okay happy she, birthday Rochelle she turned 40 years old and oh. so we did a Dave and Buster's celebration and I had never been to Dave and Buster's before. Ever? Ever. I love Dave and Buster's. Yeah so it's fun. I, I'm not a game person however I do enjoy an arcade thing when you win tickets okay. and you can like get a prize at the end. You can pull all your tickets together with your friends and get something nice. And so everything. is it the, the promise of a prize that makes you more okay with an arcade versus yes. just a regular? Okay. Got Absolutely. It. Got um, it. The, the people who play the games where there are no tickets why? Why are you wasting your damn time with air hockey? Some people like air hockey. No, no. Give me the tickets so I can get a stuffed animal and call it a day. That's what I want. So no, it was very, very fun. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, I saw some other friends. Yeah. I saw a couple movies. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about. Are they going to come up? Uh, they will come up. So Matt right. Palmer, how was yours? Uh, my week was good. My weekend was lovely. On Friday, we did something that's very jackson themed which was we invited a lot of our neighbors over we had seen them throughout the apartment we've been here for like a year and a half and we like all sat out on the patio and it truly was very lovely I that is like a Jackson theme Matt Steele and I as people who you know were in New York for a time are very much like head down hello neighbor a little bit we'll give you a wave and I'm going in my apartment <laughs> but I will say it was very lovely and everyone was so nice and we have a neighbor next door who used to live in this apartment and just moved next door and you will we, for some reason we got on the idea of like okay we want to get to know each other if you had to uh, take a celebrity that you know irrationally or rationally you just dislike name them and mm. we all going around saying people I of course said the weekend <laughs> but other people said you know uh, Miles Teller and uh, Ansel Elgort which I think there are reasons to dislike him you will not believe who she said who first she said Tom Hanks which should have been a hint like oh you just hate lovely people secondly 
Name, guess someone that we, has come up a lot recently and is universally loved. Universally loved? Universally loved. loved. Uh, you have five seconds. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It's a podcast. It's a podcast? No, we're on a podcast now. You oh. gotta be quick. <laughs> I was like, this person has a podcast? She looks me in my face and says, you know who I don't trust? Kelly Clarkson. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I was no. Like, you know what? You are a lovely neighbor and you are an amazing person. Your picker is off. This is wrong. She's like, I just don't believe anything she says. I think she's not trustworthy. I don't trust her face. I saw her recently saying XYZ something and I just didn't believe a word. And I was like, you are so, like, there's no more genuine celebrity. I always say Kiki Palmer and Kelly Clarkson. And like, I was shocked by it, but I think I'm going to be a big enough person that I'm going to move on. And she loves a lot of Bravo stuff. So there's, you know, there are more things that we can work. And I'm just going to send her songs. I'm going to be like, this is chemistry. <laughs> this is what happened to her. This is how she's working through it. Like we have to, I, I've got to get you on the right side of history because your picker's off and that's okay. We yeah, I think like objectively it. the picker's off. Like, yes. like, like I can see any name being picked except for, sure. for Kelly Clarkson. Kelly's not on the table. It's not on the table. Like, like, she's it, the most genuinely likable celebrity I can think of. Outside of Kelly and Kiki Palmer, there's no one I would have said no to, but I was literally like, this is someone I've met a handful of times. I was like, that's wrong. Wow. <laughs> like, what you've said is wrong. I'm uh, so sorry you had to go through I'm that. I'm sorry, too. We're sorry, Kelly. We're so sorry. On Saturday, um, I met up with Janie, and we went on a little bit of a walk, and that was nice. It was getting hot out. It was warm. Uh, the sun was coming through the clouds. We love that. And then we went over to Jackson's. I love how you painted the picture right there. I the picture, darling. Wow. And then we went to Jackson's family's house, and uh, we were at the pool, and that was lovely because it was a hot day. And then uh, in the evening, I saw Across the Spider-Verse, which was great, a follow-up to Into the Spider-Verse, of course. It has like a 97% of Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it very much. I will say, no shade, it is very, very good, but it is a movie that at the end of it, you're like, oh, there's going to be another one. Like sure. the whole thing is kind of building up to the moment of, it's like, it leaves you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Sure, it's a bridge movie. It's a bridge movie okay. and one that's very well done and one that's like very inventive, like the different styles of animation and even, spoiler, a little live action thrown in are very like, oh wow, we're just really doing interesting things with the form of animation and I think that's lovely. So a lot of pros there, but just know that you're not going to have the story completely wrapped up tight. As you leave the theater. Um, and then today I went to Long Beach to visit my friend Sarah and her husband Eric. And it was uh, Jackson and our friends Joe and Tim. And we all carpooled down to Long Beach and got brunch together. And then went to a nice little gay bar afterwards. Then I came back up here and excited to podcast with you. Are you excited? I am. I'm all over right. the moon about it actually. Darling. All right. What, what's the thing you're most excited about to podcast with me? Um, I feel like I... I, we you have, have a five, lot. You have five seconds. It's we, a podcast. We have a lot of news <laughs> stories. Usually we're on here and we're like, we have nothing to talk about. No, nothing about me personally. Oh, uh, well, I hope you're well. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Are you ready to dive in? To all the right, news sure. Okay. The, okay, I hope we all know Madonna is fine. And I just have to say that before I read the headline of this article. Yes, because the headline like stopped my heart. It really? So we need to preface this by saying Madonna, Madonna is, is fine. okay. She's okay. But Madonna was hospitalized after being found unresponsive. And I believe this was on Friday, or Saturday, June 24th. Uh, her manager, Guy Osiri, uh, put out an Instagram message that said, On Saturday, June 24th, Madonna developed a serious bacterial infection, which led to a several-day stay in the ICU. Her health is improving. However, she is still under medical care. A full recovery is expected. At this time, we'll need to pause all commitments, which includes the tour. So the tour that she was going on uh, was on hold. But... It just came out of the blue. And as someone who has known who Madonna was since I was in elementary school and has followed her career since Ray of Light, it just was so, so shocking. Because, of course, you know our pop stars we grew up with are getting up there in age. Like, it's a different time. But she, I feel like like all those, you know, when older movie actresses pass away and you're like, it just feels like they were going to be around forever. Mm -hmm. That feeling is very true. Oh yeah. And the fact that I logged on to the twitter.com and yes. the, the headline started with Madonna found unresponsive. Not okay. It's like, do not lead the no. sentence with that. No. Like lead the sentence with Madonna is okay. Cause I, I, I was just like, Oh my God, she's dead. Right. And then I saw the rest of it and I was like, okay, she's not. <laughs> and and I, I don't know how I would have been able to handle that. Cause the, the thing is, it's not like, you know, like Mariah, you know, my number one is Carol Channing. You're yes. just Mariah and everything. It's sure. not like, she's like our number one, but like when someone that huge and influential yes. and has made such an impact on the world and on pop culture, unbelievable. It, like it's suddenly gone. It, it's a huge monumental shift. And yes. so I, I can't handle 
that for Madonna right now. And I realize from the Discord, we hear from the youth a lot. And I understand a lot of young people, a lot of young Gaga fans have negative feelings about <laughs> Madonna. But we truly cannot overstate the importance of Madonna in pop culture as far as like activism goes the fact that she was fighting for gay people before it was in vogue like this should not go unnoticed as much as she's done problematic things absolutely she has been per- interpersonally pretty cruel to a lot of pop Listen, stars Madonna will tell you before anyone that she is a pain in the ass exactly She'll be like, I am a pain in the damn ass but I'm like your mother I am here to the bitter end and the importance of her as a pop culture figure and as a musician cannot be overstated oh, like she changed the game completely and we need to give flowers to our icons while they're still here. When it comes to like what it is to be a pop star, yes. just a flat out pop star, it is Madonna. Madonna, Madonna just like invented that. The recreation of yourself, right. the eras of it all, just the 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 just the sheer like I am going to be the most wild uh, the celebrity you can imagine just right. because I can and because you will love me for it. It's like and we will. Brilliant. 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 So I just am sending positive vibes out to Madonna. I want her to be doing well. I want her to make a full recovery, which it seems like she is doing, but it just was a scary, scary moment. Yeah. Um. So Colleen Ballinger. Oh, we will be here all day. <laughs> I honestly have more questions for you. I feel like you are, you know her over more than I do, or at least I, like a little bit. Like I, I like can't. You, I enjoyed Miranda sings yes. like when it first you know came out and everything. Right. But then you know I I got old. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and like here here's the thing. I enjoyed Miranda sings before YouTube was YouTube. Right. You know I I so so it was before it became like this thing that like children watched on a regular basis. Because right. I was still just like I am of a certain age. My entertainment of choice is movies yes. and, and television and everything. And, you know, sure. Normal things. <laughs> we're but, on YouTube literally right now, just so we're all clear. I know, but like th- there was a time when in like 2011, 2012, when there was a shift in, oh, children are watching YouTube and it is their prime source of entertainment. Right. And that is when there was a shift in the Miranda Sings show of and what it became and everything. And so that's what I, I didn't like tune in when that was happening. So yeah. just so I can give a high level overview of the way I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong at any point, yeah. but she has been under fire over the past week or two because it's come out that she has been sending inappropriate or like uh, uncomfortable at kindest messages to her many young fans. She has been making fun of some of those fans. She has been, you know, I guess there's an ongoing bit in her comedy that, you know, trigger warning and implies incest with an uncle. And I feel like there, she's brought children, underage people on stage and like spoken about masturbation and like put your hands in your pants, things well, like by, that. By has, this is, this is all like years ago and yes. it's just sort of coming to a head now. Actually, like the, it, it was brought to a, into light like a couple years ago and right. she released a huge apology for it and everything. And, and then, it, you know, the, the scandal kind of died down and then like probably like two weeks ago, it was all brought back up again. I don't know really what brought it all back up again, um, but she proceeded to release a- another apology video. What was that one like? Uh, very, was it spoken? It, it was toe tapping. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it was essentially, I guess, because when all this was coming to a head again, yes. I was like, okay, well, and in my head I was like, okay, what should she say right. in this type of situation? If I were in this situation, like what should I say? Cause you know, she apologized for it years ago and everything. What more like should one possibly do? And it's like, you know, I really don't know what she should do. I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> and then it was announced Moran or Colleen Ballinger releases a, a, an apology video while singing along to a ukulele mm. and immediately I knew okay I don't know what she should do but she should not do that should not do I that. mean what in the Todrick Hall <laughs> uh, like that is the, the most YouTuber of 2012 aesthetic thing I can possibly think that's of. the thing it's like okay we're really going to cutesify this with the ukulele we're gonna make this a song and not just a song she's singing normally she's like doing runs at moments it's like Colleen now is not the time to let us know you have a BFA alright uh, <laughs> and the fact that it was like 10 minutes long no cuts and it was so rehearsed it was it's so like, I was honestly impressed <laughs> And it was also like, I mean, you're just, she's making, it seems like she's making light of this very serious allegation. And she is, I don't know. And also the song itself is all about like 
resurfacing, recentering herself and saying that she is the victim in all this. It's like, well, you guys, you've never made a mistake. Oh, and it's not all true. But, you know, if it's for your entertainment, I guess it's fine. It's like, wait, but aren't there screenshots? It seems like it's true. <laughs> Maybe there are other ways to defend yourself, but I don't think these are lies when, like, we've seen evidence of it is the best way to do that. Well, I have no doubt that there, are, with any scandal, there are things that people are going to say that are not true. Sure. That people are, like, like, I remember when the whole Ellen thing was happening, people, like, there were stories online where I'm just like, that is fucking made up. Like people are now just throwing things to the wind. Uh, so I, I have no doubt that like some of the crazy things that are being said are not true. There are clearly screenshots of things that did happen. Yes. Um, and so I could see her wanting to at least defend herself against th- things that do are to the extreme mm-hmm. that, that are apparently not true. Um, but that that was not the way to do it. Colleen, it was, this this whole thing kind of just like is crazy. To, it's crazy to think about like how in the early days of YouTube, mm-hmm. when it started becoming regular entertainment for young people, right? It's like old Hollywood. Like it was the wild, wild fucking west. <laughs> no one knew like, what they were doing. Like you had adults who were like, "I'm just gonna create a video that I think is funny, throw it out there, and." anyone can watch it. Like there were no regulations. There were no like, Hey, this is for people above this age and everything. And so when she started making her videos, you know, before like 2010, like Mm. it was very much for, I felt like it was for the, like the musical theater people, like musical theater college students, like the inside jokes. Some of them were like a little crude and inappropriate and everything. And, and, um, and it was like, oh, this is very funny and everything. And then, as I told you before, like there was a sudden shift in, oh no, it's like YouTube is inundated by children right. viewers and everything. Right. And so her her audiences suddenly shifted to becoming that. And it's also weird that a part of her apology video or a part of her thing was like, my videos have never been for young people. Like I've always said, I'm PG thirteen. It's like. Mm. Yeah. That's not the. That's not how you come across, and that you know because you're at your live shows, you see your audience members. Mm-hmm. They're not all above thirteen. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's strange. Yeah, I, I imagine strange. that's like a, a hard thing to navigate. Like when you are like an adult comedian, and then suddenly your audience shifts to like young young children being obsessed with you, and and so I imagine that's a hard thing to navigate. However, there are many instances that she did not navigate well. Hello, um, which like you know she's said that she hasn't navigated it well and everything, but. Yeah, and it's it, what's crazy about it is that not only was it like young people, teenagers and people in their early 20s creating their own content, writing their own content, producing their own content and everything, young people were also managing this content because like, man, you remember that uh, documentary about like YouTubers and yeah. everything? The managers for these people were kids themselves and so there were no adults in the room to be like hey this is the demographic you know and so it was just kids running entertainment for kids which is a disaster (laughs) um yeah i i so it's a it's it's just so interesting to think about how things were back in in like 2012 2013 the things that people were watching And, and just thinking about Um, YouTubers back then they would have these fans and they were so close with these fans because they were like I have to interact I have to interact I have to interact and everything and some of these fans like work ended up working for these YouTubers Mm. like these fans that are accusing um, Colleen of like some of this stuff they were like no I worked for her I like ran social media things and everything it's like and they were kids it's like kids were working for these shows it, it was a mess I and I'm glad like there seems to be a little bit more reins being tightened like as far as YouTube creation is going. Um yeah, it's 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 crazy to think about. I'd I think she should take a long break. Oh yeah, you know she's gonna take a break. I don't think we need to hear from her for a very long time because all of this is very unsettling and strange and I you know, I'm happy to not be involved, but I don't want to be more involved in the way to make sure there's no more publicity around this, there's no more discussions, there's no more ukuleles, is that we just take it back. Uh, take a full year off. Go travel, babe. Uh, go do whatever you want to do that's not public. We don't want to see you for a long time because you've left a very bad, weird taste in our mouths. And then if you want to re-engage with your fan base in whatever way you want to do it, that's not problematic, that's not weird, that's not like sexualizing children. Sure, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Period. Yeah. I just, I just like, it's so crazy because in 2012, like people would have ate that apology up. Like now, 10 years ago, that was the aesthetic. It was like, like, oh my God, an apology video set to a ukulele. I love it. But now people are just like, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. It's just no. like, read the room, girl. Yeah, it's 2023. Read the, read the room. 
And speaking of, you know, complaints about people in power, I hate to be the bearer of bad news because this, unlike Miss Sings, I do consume a lot of the other two. I have been singing the other two's praises for a long time. The other two's series, which we didn't realize was its series finale, just uh, went up on Max on Thursday, and it was a really excellent point episode of television. It was very funny. It was poignant. It really hit all the marks you wanted to hit. And it wrapped up nicely. And they came out with the statement being like, hey, we always thought this was going to be the end, that it was end of season three. And it was a very funny statement. But right as this is coming out, there's also the article is compounded with, it is ending with season three. This is going to be the final episode of the show. And it's ending amid a lot of HR complaints. Mm. So apparently, um, an anonymous source told uh, The Hollywood Reporter, other writers tell stories about the other two writers' room like people tell ghost stories. I think a lot of their frustration comes from not being on camera. These are two people who started off as improvisers. This is a show about people who are hungering for fame. Their friends and colleagues became well-known. It's a lot like the show. The article notes that Tina Fey publicly joked about the open secret of the toxicity of the other two set back in March. Apparently, according to some sources, these two creators, Chris Kelly and... um, we need to see uh, Sarah Sh- Sh- Schneider. Yes, Sarah Schneider were actually pulled off of the set for a time being because of their behavior, but then reinstated after there was an investigation that found them, cleared them of wrongdoing. But you know how those investigation goes. Those investigations go. You don't know what's real and what's fake there. But it's just so disheartening that like one of the best shows on television in the past five, ten years, of course, was created in a toxic environment. And it's almost funny if you watch the show that it's about these people that are always striving and are treating people terribly and like are just such horrible people, but really trying to make their mark and have that fame. And it's like, oh, so this is all real. Wait, so was there any stories about like what exactly that the toxic stuff was? It was, it seems like they were very cruel to the crew and to the writers and like this hours were insane. And there's a lot of, I've heard rumblings of like people, you know, people being tested positive for COVID and then being told just come to that and like tell, don't tell anybody. It's just like oh. messed up shit. So it's not detailed, but it also kind of comes into play that like a lot of shows that have come out of the SNL camp, like a lot of people who, you know, learned from SNL and then went out on their own, they kind of end up having these toxic workplaces because I don't know if the SNL schedule is just so insane and mm. they're so used to that kind of high pressure environment. It's a grind. Like that kind of comedy is very much a grind. And that's understandable. But yeah. like, these are people. You can't treat sure. people like that. They're at work. Like I get it's a comedy. Maybe you think you can be a little rougher on the edges, but it's just like, we're all here to make people laugh and make a good show. Like it's not that serious. No need to scream at people. No need to make the environment so toxic that it's gone public, that there are multiple and maybe endless HR complaints about this lovely show. (sighs) I, I, well, it's, it's over. (laughs) I like it's over. It's done. I'm sad. And that's that on that. that So I hope everyone gets a better job. (laughs) I'm sad. This show really was excellent, but it really yeah. Every left. time you ha- you've had it on, and I've been in the room, like back when we lived together, yes. I was just like, "Oh, this is great!" It's like I would enjoy good. this. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, so apparently, Twitter has introduced tweet reading limits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elon said uh, on July 23rd, or no, wait, July 1st, 2023. Uh, to address extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation, we've applied the following temporary limits. Verified accounts are limited to reading 6,000 posts a day. Unverified accounts can read 600 posts a day. And new unverified accounts can read 300 a day. I felt like this was affecting people for about a day. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the restrictions were lifted or made larger or something. Yeah. It was always announced that it would be temporary. Okay. Um, like, like, And I think people like didn't read the temporary part. <laughs> and so they were like really freaking out. And I was like, oh, it's just going to be temporary. It sucks. Right. But like, it's, it's going to be temporary. Um, and I think like the reason why I don't understand what this data scraping thing is, yeah. but like, apparently like the more people that are on uh, like Twitter, like the more like these foreign accounts can like get information from them and mm. create like fake accounts and everything. Um, and so they're what Twitter is saying, like they were trying to like sort of like ease that and like stop that from happening for the time being. Right. But like, this is that's a rough way to do it. Like it's it's rough to like 
spring that on your Twitter users right. <laughs> like that so suddenly. I, um, did you run out? I never ran out. Personally. I never ran out either. I'm not on Twitter all that much though. Do they? Because I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a bit. <laughs> but like, do they? When they say read tweets, do they mean like do they notice whatever tweets you kind of linger on? I for think a it's sec? so. You scroll over. You scroll because I've scrolled over <laughs> 600 tweets. This yesterday, is what I'm saying. I did not run out. I think the limits have been lifted or at least exceeded greatly, according to Engadget. This is because uh, Elon's not paying the bill. Um, the uh, In 2018, Twitter signed a $1 billion contract with Google to host some of its services on the company's Google Cloud servers. Platformer reports that Twitter recently refused to pay the search giant ahead of the contract's June 30th renewal date. So I just feel like this is all adding up to like, I need someone to make a very valid Twitter competitor that we all can move to because having the blue skies and the hives and everyone kind of going over there isn't working. But if there's, I'm seeing that Instagram slash Facebook is coming out with a competitor that I think is going to be called Threads. Mm. That's going to be coming out soon. And hopefully we can all make that transition because it's like, I don't want to keep giving this man money and or content tweets. Are, by the way, your tweets are his content. I don't want to give him anything. I want him gone. I And the app does barely works anymore at this point. So let's all find somewhere else that we can all go to together. I mean, it's hard because everyone's now trying to come up with a competitor. So right. like everyone's going in different directions. And so there's no one consolidated place for people to go and everything. So people are just going back to Twitter. Right. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. And it's like, and people already have Instagram. I so just need people jump. to like figure it out before Big Brother starts. <laughs> I love that this is what you're most worried about. With oh, this. because I, Twitter is my best friend during Big Brother season <laughs> okay. and I, I lean on Big Brother. I or I need Twitter <laughs> during Big Brother. I lean on it during Big Brother because wow. I need to see what's happening on the live feeds 24 seven because I can't like watch them. Get no, out of here. So like, I, time? I need to follow exactly what's happening and figure it out before August 2nd, Elon or Blue Sky or whatever the fuck. <laughs> whoever or threads, it is. Whoever, because I need my Big Brother live feeds content. Well, before August 2nd comes July 12th, which mm -hmm. is where the SAG after talks have extended to. Um, apparently, the studios will keep talking beyond the midnight Friday contract deadline, which I think it was the 30th, as they remain at odds on issues like streaming residuals and artificial intelligence. Uh, the union has agreed to extend the contract to July 12th. But then I also saw that actors like Jennifer Lawrence and Charlie Theron had signed a letter to SAG AFTRA saying that they did want to strike. Did you sign the letter? They were. No. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm not powerful enough to be, have been sent that letter. They didn't send a letter saying that they wanted to strike. Okay. They sent a letter saying that they would strike mm. if they need to, Got which it. essentially puts pressure on the studios. Like, hey, we will be striking. Like, we're fucking serious. And this like, is like Meryl Streep. Yes. Like, like Jennifer Lawrence. Like Charlie Theron. Like, if you don't give us act, us and other actors who are not as famous and powerful as us, right. what we need in yeah. our contracts, we are taking this seriously and we will strike. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was telling, you know, the live chat earlier, our contracts were supposed to be up June 30th. Mm -hmm. Um, and we got an email on June 30th from our president, Fran. Hi, Fran. Uh, hi, Fran. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, essentially saying like, Hey, so negotiations are still happening. We decided to extend the deadline to July 12th, which in my head, I'm interpreting that as there's, negotiations aren't going horribly. <laughs> and so there's that. there's some hope where they're just like, you know what, how about we just extend it to figure it out a little more? Mm. Because if they were going horribly, I imagine June 30th, they would have been like, oh no, fuck you, we're striking. Right. And and we don't want to strike. No one <laughs> wants to strike. Right. And I feel like people glamorize strikes a little bit. Mm. Strikes are not fun. It's strikes not fun. fucking suck. And so we don't want to strike. So... But we will have to if if you know the terms are not met. Yeah, a fair deal is not yes. made. So um so I, I do maybe see a little bit of optimism, or I'm thinking optimistically about this extension of the deadline to July twelfth to right. work things out a Ooh. little a little more. Oh, I just dropped my phone. Maybe that was God telling me, like, <laughs> you're wrong, bitch. <laughs> I like that, but it's good to have some hope. It's good that you can be hopeful about SAG while I am not hopeful about the Supreme Court. <laughs> These are okay. the two pillars that keep us afloat. We, we are yin and yang, guys. Absolutely we are. So I guess we'll just keep watching and see how this all shakes out. Um, Angela Bassett is receiving an honorary Oscar. I feel like I saw a lot of opinions about this, and I wanted to hear how you felt. I thought it seemed nice, but people were like, give her a real Oscar, you cowards. And I'm like, I don't know. Are people mad? I think this is good, right? I, I mean, it's great. Like the, yeah. the thing is, like, I feel like if the Oscars were like, hey, we want to give you an honorary Oscar, like... If An if Angela Lansbury, if Angela Lansbury, <laughs> oh my God, if Angela Bassett didn't 
want to receive it. If she was like, no, like I, I still, I want to wait until later to get my honorary Oscar. She could totally be like, no, I don't right. want it. I don't want it right now. Thank you. But no, right. uh, but clearly like she wants it. She, I mean, she's a great choice for a recipient. So like let her have the honorary Oscar. And then it doesn't mean that she's not in consideration in any future for any other future movies that she has. Right. She can still win a competitive Oscar. So I think it's a great thing. And, and I think it's wonderful that they want to honor someone who has such a legacy and such a great body of work behind mm, them. So absolutely. props to Angela and also Angela Lansbury, who was also a recent honorary Oscar. Oh, was winner. she? Yeah, she was. Is that a new requirement for honorary Oscars? You must be named Angela. You must be named Angela. Which, by the way, we were talking on the Discord today, and there's a rumor on the internet that Mariah Carey's middle name is Angela, and I need to debunk that here today. Mariah has no middle name. Her mom thought Mariah Carey was a good stage name as, it, as its own. Well, maybe if she adopted the name Angela as her middle name, she would get an Oscar. I think she's getting an Oscar either way. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Guys, just know if I change my name to Angela, you know why. Absolutely. That's, you'll take an honorary? Yeah. No! <laughs> he doesn't want it. He doesn't I, want I, it. I will take an honorary. Uh, no, honorary Oscars are great. It means you're, they're honoring your full body of work. It's yeah. supposed to like the individual year. I will take anything <laughs> with the letters O-S-C-A-R. Mm, okay. Let's go. Uh, well, for me, more important than Oscars. Vanderpump Rules is filming again as oh, we speak. More important than Oscars. <laughs> more important than Oscars. Huh. The entire cast is coming back so far, except for Raquel. They are currently in negotiations with Raquel. We're going to see if she's going to be filming. To me, I think she shouldn't. And I honestly think the show would be fine without her. I think seeing the like aftermath of what this all has created, all of the scandal of it all, would be interesting enough. Um, and because, and also so many people wouldn't want to film with her. And if people did film with her, it would just be so much vitriol pointed her way that I'm like is this fun like the last episode of that reunion wasn't terribly fun to me and for that reason but I like that cameras are up I like that we're catching it all and I like that I assume this is going to debut before the end of the year because they've now announced a new spinoff outside of Vanderpump uh what was it? Villa that was the one we saw where Lisa Vanderpump it's going to be on Hulu she has a villa it's going to follow the workers there there's now going to be a new Vanderpump spinoff about a lot of the fired castmates. It'll be built around Jax, Brittany, and Kristen. It got an eight-episode order on Bravo, supposedly. And uh, we're going to be following their life after they've graduated from WeHo and our parents now, even though Kristen is not a parent. So I don't fully understand the logline. But will I be watching? Yes. And it's unfortunate because a lot of these people got fired for being horrible people. But when you're in, you're in. You know what I'm saying? And you are in. I'm in. Just admit that you're in and just like come to terms with the fact that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I am not <laughs> a you, piece of shit. But you know what? Also, like, imagine how toxic those work environments oh, are. Hello. Oh, those sets must be. And the, but the thing is, I feel like when it's all the cast, like there's so many cast members and they, I assume they're the source of the toxicity mm. it's less like a power dynamic of like oh the showrunners are toxic like that would infiltrate everyone i feel like people could be like go fuck yourself <laughs> to a cast member on the show because at the end of the day it's like eh, what can you do sure uh well speaking of you did you see that claim to fame clip where tom hanks's niece had a freak out oh i touched myself all over it it's i mean it's such so, great let me see entertainment if I can get a little clip of it on here i'm, I'm trying if it works if it does when work i out lay in bed i touch myself and think of claim to fame <laughs> Okay, so if you don't understand what's happening there, Claim to Fame is a show that's, I believe, on ABC where uh, there are a bunch of people who are relatives of a celebrity. And it's a competition show where at the end of every episode, the bottom two people in the competition, the, the way you get kicked off is if the other person can guess who the famous person you're uh, related to is. And so this is episode one of season two. And the guy's like, I believe you are uh, related to Tom Hanks. And it's all true. She's related to Tom Hanks. And she has the one of the biggest reality show freakouts you've ever seen. And it's so insane. You see her like tearing things off the wall, packing her stuff, being like, I deserve more screen time. How could this have happened to me? Blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is excellent. I need to, maybe I need to watch the show. Like what's happening? And I see a tweet from one of Ariana's gay friends. And it says, you know, I watched this clip so many times. And I was like, where do I know this woman from? And it's like, oh, and he goes, oh, she used to be a manager at Sir. 
Oh. Get her on Vanderpump. This woman's a star. Oh, oh, a complete star. And I'm just thrilled that there is someone on a reality show. It's, it's ABC? Yes. Uh, like a network television reality show who is flat out just like, I'm here for screen time. Yes. And like, I'm a monster. I'm a monster. <laughs> Camera's up. I'm terrible. Let's go. <laughs> Let's make this a toxic work environment. Because Thank we always you. say the worst thing about reality shows now is that no one wants to be the villain. Everyone wants to sell flat tummy tea after the cameras go down. And it's like, no, no, to make this show work, you've got to be some people that are there to be their worst selves. Yes. Right? And just an exaggeration of their worst to reveal their inner deepest thoughts and express them it's uninhibitedly and, and just and just give us glorious content. I need those characters on Big Brother. We need to throw her in a sir dress as soon as possible. I need yeah. her up in front of the camera. I need her. Maybe she could pretend to be Raquel's friend so she'd have someone to film with. Like, this person's horrible. I need to see more of her. More horrible people on reality Please. shows. Please. Please, because that's what it was like in the like early 2000s. And yes. there were some problems with some uh, shows yes. in, in that, that wouldn't fly in, in uh, 2023. Yes. Uh, back then, when you look back, you're just like, oh, we did all that. We really okay. did a lot. But things that were great were just the people who were not afraid to be the villain. It's very true. Especially because like she has, she's not just like there for herself. She's there to kind of like represent Tom Hanks like I her know. uncle. What do you think Tom Hanks feels between this lady and Chet Hanks? He's catching a lot of strays. Like I, public opinion of the Hanks family is not where I assume he wanted it to be. He's probably just like my bloodline's full of stars. <laughs> like God, I love both of them. Good. Give me this girl, give me Chet, give them their own reality show mm. where they're just like doing crazy challenges with each other. I want to watch all and of it. And see, when I was trying to connect with that neighbor who was like, I don't like Tom Hanks, I was like, okay, I mean, I saw that niece, I know Chet Hanks, like I could see maybe he's secretly weird, but then she said Kelly Clarkson and I would right see, off that boat. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is when we can't see eye to eye anymore because Kelly's a gym. Uh, stop throwing things at pop stars. Stop. People gave Pink, someone in the audience gave Pink their mother's ashes. Yeah, at least that's something that can't injure her. That's the thing. She like get, physically, she I'm sure um, mentally she was a little injured. She, she had like, to what? tell her therapist, I'm yes. sure, that week because it's strange. And she also was given a wheel of brie cheese, which is odd, but also didn't hurt her. No one threw it at her. She yeah. was given it. Uh, and then I think someone threw something at Kelsey Ballerini. It might have been a necklace. It hit her in the face. Like, stop, stop, stop. We're going to say this every week until stop. y'all You're stop. You're fucking losers. You're fucking losers. Stop. Um, Rolling Stone. Did you see the Rolling Stone article about Jonathan Majors? Oh, God. Horrifying. It's just like... There were a lot of kind of pro Jonathan Majors tweets coming out earlier on in the week. And I was like, what is this about? Why is he coming up? Why am I seeing TikToks of people defending this man? And then on Friday, that Rolling Stone article came out that basically was like recounting stories of how he treated exes and how it was an open secret with people in his life from college onward that he treated them horribly, either emotionally or physical abuse. We're talking and even the... um his lawyers had come out and been like, here are six accounts of women who like think like, who used to date Jonathan majors and think he's great. And like, they reached out to the women individually and four of them were like, I never said they could say that. I don't stand by what those words are. Like, that's not what our relationship was like. It's just horrifying. I, and his law, did his lawyer say something about like, Oh, some of these like, angry moments were essentially like his method acting or yes. something like that. Yes. You might as well just put out a fucking ukulele video <gasps> of Jonathan Majors. Like what a horrible tactic to Honestly, like get people to be on your side. We're like two method acting. We're two stories away from outlawing method acting. Like it's like about to be over. Sorry for all of you girls who love to do it. Outlaw ukuleles, yes. outlaw method acting. Both are gone. We don't need those. Supreme Court, focus on this. This right. is things you could actually do and the, be helpful to the You know world. what? There is nothing in the constitution that says anything about ukuleles or method acting. No. Therefore, they are unconstitutional. Uh, do you see Olivia Rodrigo is predicted to debut at number one with Vampire? Of course she is. Everyone knew this. I will say, in the video, I said it wasn't immediate. And I stand by the song not being terribly immediate. But I do love it. It's great. It has grown on me a lot. The lyrics are unbelievable. The more you listen to them. Such emotion. I, I, I'm on board now. I wish. I still do think it's not the most immediate song in the world. But I love it and want to hear it all the time. But I, I say again, like I said in the video, driver's license was not like the biggest earworm. Like, it wasn't. But it was like, more of an emotional journey that like you, you, it grows with time and everything. True. But the first time I heard driver's license, I wasn't like, oh, that was the chorus, which is kind of the first time I heard vampire. You know what I'm okay. saying? Um, but I'm, right. In fact, when you first heard the chorus, you were like, yes, pre-chorus. Right, because it sounds like a great pre-chorus. But again, I'm not here to shit on the song. It's a good one. I like it a lot. Um, and also speaking of Billboard, Billboard is not going to be counting digital download singles sold on artists' websites anymore. 
Uh, so all of those Elvira remixes of t- Taylor Swift songs will no longer be, you know, made because <laughs> that's not uh, not a thing anymore. But it looks like I can't completely tell, but it, I think iTunes downloads will still count, just not directly from artist websites. Someone correct me if I'm wrong there. And then lastly, Alan Arkin has passed away at 89. Very sad. Very sad. A great Oscar win, in my opinion. I love. I mean, I've I've loved everything I've seen Alan Arkin in. Right. The thing that always sticks with me is the scene in Little Miss Sunshine that I think won him the Oscar. Is when uh, he is with Abigail Breslin in the scene. Mm -hmm. She asks if she's pretty, and he says one of like my favorite lines Mm. in like an Oscar-winning screenplay ever. And he was just like, "Are you kidding? I'm madly in love with you." And it's not because of your brains or your personality; (laughs) it's because you're beautiful. And I'm like, "Yes, iconic." I and and just and and you know. It's very sad, but he lived a, a very long life. He absolutely did. And uh, left a legacy of great movies. Absolutely. So. Uh, is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so. All right, great. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Or not bye. Not bye, You'll golf. come back. You'll come back. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we're back. We are back. Matt Palmer did a great job at turning everything back on. I created a very unhostile work environment for Thank him. Thank you, you so did, much. He did not feel pressure. I really didn't. Yes, I was cursing at him in my head, <laughs> but it was in my head. Really? It was, because, I was only a second I was doing that. Yeah, well, there were a lot of curses. I think fast. Oh, wow. Okay, I love that about yes. you. Yes. <laughs> oh, do you want to tell the people what they should do if they listen to our podcast? Oh, yes, I do. I, we had talked about the Patreon, and I was like, wait, what do I want to do? Oh, but it's if you like this podcast, if you like listening to us every week, please go to your Apple podcast or your Spotify. And find the Two Gay Mats uh, channel there and just give us five stars. On Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave a five-star review. We would love it so much. We want as many people to hear this podcast as possible, and it helps with the algorithm to the nth degree. Thank you so much for listening, but doing one extra step, one extra thing for us. Oh, we'd love you forever. Also, I'm just going to reiterate the Patreon again. Patreon.com slash two gay mats for amazing bonus content. Yes. It's a lot of fun. You get to chat with everyone in the Discord and it is appropriate discussions. Absolutely. And it's just been revamped. You're getting a lot of content that you can't get anywhere else, which was we didn't really do on the last Patreon, which was a mistake. You know what? Content creators, we all make mistakes. We do. Ours was giving everything away for free, and yes. we're no longer doing that. <laughs> and we are apologizing now. We will not be using ukuleles. No, I can't we play. Apologize. We are using our, our words. Yes. Yes. So this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2 gaymats at gmail.com. Yes. Two is spelled T-W-O. Mm-hmm. This first one comes from Jake. Joe says, show lead panic. Joe Hi, says or Jake says? Jake. Oh, okay. Did I say Joe? You did. Jake, Jake, Jake. Jake. Okay. Uh, Hi, Matt. Hope you are all doing well. I'm writing to you because I'm in a slight panic mode. I was just cast as my very first lead in a musical. I've done I've done leads in straight plays many times, but never in a musical. Why has it got to be straight? I mean, it's just what we call them. It's just the rhetoric we use in theater. All right. Uh, and I'm having a slight bout of imposter syndrome and telling myself I am not capable of doing this, especially because this role is extremely at the top of my range and vocally demanding. Mm. Shout out to Freddie Mercury for setting that standard. Have you all ever had to deal with imposter syndrome in any facet? And how do you move past that and push it out of your way to do the job the best you can? Thank you, Jake. Huh. I... Have I ever experienced like I know I'm thinking about syndrome? it. The thing is, Jake, clearly people have faith in you that you can do this role yes. because you got cast in this role. Right. And I'm sure you were doing a great job. And you know what? 
if a little tiny thing goes wrong, you don't sound perfect or whatever, it's not the end of the world. Mm-mm. There are pro- professional performers, never Mariah Carey, but <laughs> others, others who, you know, they walk off stage and they're just like, ah, I, there was that moment in that one section where I didn't sound perfect. Right. And I'm, and, and you know, you heart, you think about it for a week afterwards. Right. That just comes with the territory. When the fact is everyone in the audience is probably watching it being like, that was great. Totally. Th- that the audience like goes into shows, you know, Wanting it to be great. So even if like you feel like you were a little flawed in some sort of way, they're not looking for that. They're just there to enjoy it. And they're all sitting there watching you up there going, I can't do that. Right. Like everyone in that audience is, well, maybe not everyone. Like if someone in the audience is a performer, they're probably like, I can do that. But most of the people in the audience are not performers. Right. So they are looking at you like in amazement. Absolutely. And, and they're saying, wow, this person is so brave to get up there. They're so talented. I Like, how amazing. So just uh, maybe if you go into it knowing that, yeah. that like the fact that you're up there is already impressive to people. Right. And I also think a way that I would combat uh, imposter sy- syndrome if I was in your situation is I would not blow up my voice, but rehearse it so much that it came second nature to me. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to be thrown on stage tomorrow and have to perform this lead role in this big musical. You have, I assume months to prepare. I hope months. (laughs) Um, You have some time to prepare. And I think if you take that seriously while saving your voice, not blowing it out, that it becomes like a part of your body, not to mm-hmm. sound like an acting teacher, but yeah. it's just like it's in, it's in your body. Once That's it's the phrase. Once it's in your body, I feel like it's less like it's less scary. I feel like there's fewer unknowns. Like sure, there will be an audience there where there was not once, but you it will be like, oh, I know my body is trained. My vocals know what to do to hit this note at this specific point, this specific beat. And if I know one day I'm not hitting it exactly right, maybe I have a plan B option. Maybe I can do a little bit different something because I would rather change things a tiny bit to make sure that I sound good and healthy versus try to hit the note every single time. Like you're up there. I assume you're not alpha, but if you are, <laughs> go up there every single time and feel like you're stretching or hurting yourself. That's worst case scenario. So you just have to listen to yourself and rehearse, 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 rehearse. rehearse. I mean, that's what you do with like acting line. Like what I do when I try to memorize lines and everything is I literally mm. just like repeat the lines over and over and over again, right. not even thinking about them yes. just so my mouth gets used to saying the lines over and over again. That way I don't even have to think about it when it comes time to actually perform them. Right. And like the same goes for songs too. Like yeah. for rehearsal, from musicals I have been in I I just sing it over and over and over again and that way it just comes second nature to me and I'm not even like thinking about it it's this you're rehearsing these muscles and these muscles are so used to just doing these things without thinking right and my friend who actually she was Elphaba's standby in the national tour of Wicked every show because she never really knew when she was going to go on that's so crazy sometimes she did yeah um Uh, Like she would have like a week where she knew she was going to go on, but like usually she didn't. So she was like, I can't just go on for Alphaba on a whim. Right. Like, cause that might, if my body's not used to it. So most theaters have like a downstairs section, Mm. uh, like under the stage or backstage or something like that, where, um, they would pipe in the actual show going on. Mm. And what she would do is she would be in the theater when the show was going on as the regular Alphaba was going on. And she would perform the entire show in that room. Oh my God. Like running around the room like going through all the blocking and everything singing the songs you and exerting the same amount of energy that she would exert ha- if she was on stage right just because she's like because i need my body to be used to doing this mm. um and so when she would go on she was fabulous because a because she's talented but b because her body was so used to it through all these like rehearsals that she would give herself that's amazing yeah so and that's exhausting I but mean, she came that. in prepared and so jake I trust you will be prepared. You're going to be excellent. You're we be are excellent. rooting for you. We're so excited for you. And just take this as a big win. And you know, you got this time to rehearse and get it ready. And you're going to be amazing. You're going to be amazing. Yes. Um. And so the next question actually came to us in the live chat. Yes. I believe the person's name was This Wave. That was their username. Yes. I could be wrong. But they essentially asked for dating advice for people in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this great dating advice that I've started to implement in my life a little more. And by started to, I mean, I did it once this year. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Was just flat out putting yourself out there. Yes. And if you think someone's attractive, ask them out. (gasps) Wait, where did this happen for you? This happened for me a couple months ago. Yes. And I liked someone who I knew. I liked this person quite a bit. And I asked, asked them out. 
not face to face, but via Why are we just hearing massage. about this now? Uh, well, it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go horribly. That's good. But it, it didn't go well. Are you guys still in each other's lives? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll I I can give you those details. Okay. Like, not like in our li- lives, like like you know, like we're not best like, friends. We're not like yeah, but yeah. uh, we. Do I know him? No, okay. you don't. Great. But uh, yes, and I and but the thing is, after I did it, I felt so good about myself. I bet you and did. He, and and I was just like, I should do this more often because this is exciting. Yes. You know, put yourself out there, have the confidence. Um. If if and if someone's like no, just be like, oh, okay, great. Just yeah. wanted to know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, my you, you haven't been on the market for a little while. It's been a minute, but my advice would be just put yourself out there, be open, and um, I guess pay attention to things that happen early on in the relationship because you get excited, you have the emotions that come with like falling in love or meeting someone, but those things that feel a little wrong, those things that feel like red flags that you maybe are ignoring. Don't go away. All right. Mm. I'm not saying that people don't change. People don't evolve. But uh, and I'm not saying if you see one red flag, it's time to run. But you need to make note and don't pretend you don't see them because you like them. I feel like I in previous situations, previous relationships have been in situations where like the messaging was coming across and I was choosing not to see it because Mm. I wanted what I wanted out of the relationship. And I think that prolongs things and probably makes things harder in the end because if you're not a match you're not a match and that's okay but if you ignore the the signs that other people are telling you also if you're you know dating with people around and they're like no not him because of this that's this you've got to take that kind of feedback really because know that if you are in the early stages of dating you're not thinking clearly oh you got blinders on you've got so many blinders on and so i know it's hard to say but and you know me you know me you know i love a project yes where i'm just like oh i can i can like make this person be exactly what i want them no you can't no you can't (laughs) another thing that i will say that i yes not to toot my own horn, but I'm very good at. Yes. I show people who I am right away. I And you should. I am completely 100% honest about everything about myself. Good, good. On that, for, I don't try to change anything about my personality, anything about my interests, um, just so like people know. And I feel like that engages people on a date more. Right, right. Because someone will say something and I'll just be like, oh, I hate that. Totally. And be like, oh, I love that. And I'm just like, oh, girl. <laughs> And I don't know, that creates conversation and Mm. and they know like what they're getting into. Yes. And I'm like, this is what I'm looking for. And don't do it like in a crazy way. Don't be like, I'm looking for a husband and children. Because there are some people who like go into like first dates being like, what are you looking for? And they take it so seriously Mm. and everything. Um, But, you know, I I think just make it clear who you are. Yes, I agree with that. Um, Because if you're dumbed down version or like the edges sawed off version of yourself is less interesting also like you just get more anonymous the more you shave off your you know quirkiness your intricacies the things about you that make you unique are the things that the person you're supposed to be with is going to fall in love with so I remember back in the OkCupid days Mm -hmm. uh, when you could write giant long profiles I had an OkCupid profile where I was like everyone on this website lists their best qualities and everything. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to list all of my worst qualities. <laughs> and if you still want to ask me out after reading all of this, then maybe that's a good sign. That's cute. And people would message me and they'd be like, this is the funniest profile I've seen on this website and everything. And that got me, you know, talking to people. Hey, I love that. And so, you know, have, be self-aware. Don't, Take it super seriously. It, you're there to meet new people. And it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. Fall down. Get back up. <laughs> Guys, come on. Matt Steele. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yes. What's been giving you moments, darling? Quite a few things, actually. Good. Yeah, so they're going to be like little tiny giving me moments stuff. I'm excited. Uh, Thursday, I saw the movie No Hard Feelings. It's so adorable. It's so fun. Jennifer Lawrence is a damn star. And the boy who is the co-lead gives an excellent performance. Oh, good. Oh, like really, really good. I'm going to look up his name real quick because he needs a shout out um but i have no clue why the the title of the movie is no hard feelings i saw that tweet from you yeah i was just like i i don't understand what no hard feelings has to do anything if, right for those of you who don't know it's a movie about um jennifer lawrence plays a woman who is trying to save her house and uh so she is uh takes on a job that's posted on craigslist that these two parents post one is played by laura benanti and i was like oh she's so great love her um and the job is essentially date our son and uh, we will give you a car. And so she takes this job to essentially like date their son and 
Uh, it's 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 just really really funny. Andrew Barth Feldman. Okay. Andrew Barth Feldman is the name of the young man. He's really really great. Um, I also, with my friend mm-hmm. this week, saw. The movie Past Lives Again. You saw it again? <laughs> I saw it again. Wow. Well, because I was going to the movies with my friend, and he was like, I can either say Asteroid City or Past Lives. And I was like, well, I haven't seen Asteroid City yet. And he was like, oh, there's no showtimes that I can do. So mm. I was like, I would be thrilled to see Past Lives again. Guess I got to see Past Lives. And guys, it's it holds <laughs> up so well. And uh, just like, the, I was noticing like the different layers like within the conversations that these people were having. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so beautifully done. And after the movie was over, my friend who I saw it with, he's a little younger. He's in his late 20s. Okay. And uh, he was, was sitting there and he was just like, yeah, that was, that was good. That was good. And I was just like, good, good, just good. And he was just like, yeah. And he was like, well, the beginning was a little slow. <laughs> and I, in the theater, I turned to him and I was just like, just wait until you're in your mid 30s. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Had good. a moment of feelings then. And a lot of people have been asking me about my thoughts on the new Maisie Peters album, mm. The Good Witch. Y'all know I really love Maisie Peters. I think she's excellent. The album is great. I think my favorite tracks are the opening track and title track, The Good Witch. Mm. Watch is just just like a classic pop banger, like really, really catchy, such an earworm. Want You Back is such a beautiful ballad that is so simple and like on paper could read as very basic because it's literally just like, I know you're a piece of shit, but I really, really just (laughs) want you back. And I go on dates with all these other guys um, to try to get over you. But the thing is like, if you literally like said I want you back then I'll come crawling back even though I know there are so many red flags like it's so so good wow. the, the final song History of Man is also one of my favorites really really great there's a wonderful song called Wendy um, that I think is glorious but my favorite track on the album has nothing to do with love it's called The Band and I okay. and it's literally just about her talking about her the adventures on the road with her band <laughs> and it's so great wow. and so endearing and so joyous and so nostalgic and it makes you remember your times as a youth whatever situation you might have been in right. at the time and it, it's it's just coming from the heart so much that I, I love it so much and mm-hmm. so that song has been on repeat for me and yeah it's really great congratulations Maisie yes thank you Maisie for great work I haven't listened yet but I, I can't wait to yeah the, the yes. band's and I the band's and I the band's and I it's great it's just great well, I have a short one this week as well, and I just need to say that I finally finished um, Never Have I Ever season four, which is the final season of Netflix's Never Have I Ever, uh, and it is just a joy to watch. It's just such a sweet show. It was about, you know, Davey. It's, you, for, you remember that it begins with Davey, uh, this high school girl. I think she's a freshman in high school when her dad tragically passes away uh, while she's performing at, I think, a band or orchestra concert. He passes away in the audience. And so this is kind of a show that's about grief through that time of her growing up and, like, reconnecting with her mom. She was closer with her dad than her Mm -hmm. mom. And um, also, like, seeing her friends grow up, her, you know, two closest girlfriends, and then obviously her dealings with boys. And I just thought it wrapped up very nicely. It was very sweet. It was nice to see things wrap up the way they did. And I'm going to miss the show. I think all the actors Actors are really good and actually got a lot better. I think you remember when the show first started, I may have talked a little shit about the two female friends. Because, I mean, in fairness, they were very young at the start of the show. But I would say both of them have gotten much better. And all the actors, the love interests, they were, it was just a fun, joyful, light watch. And it's, I don't know, I can't recommend it enough. I'm happy for Davey, even though she's a fictional character. I'm happy for Ben and PHY and Fabiola and the whole gang. It just, like, really kept me... Um, interested throughout the four-year season, and it is an easy watch that I'll miss. Like, I, I always remember watching, I think, I can't remember if it was season two or season three, but it was when we went on our first post-COVID vacation to Puerto Vallarta, and we were there during the wet season, which was like, oops, we came here at the wrong time. So half the day, it would just be pouring down rain, and so we'd just stay in bed and watch Never Have I Ever, and we watched oh, the whole season. That's cute. That's like it a nice great. comfort watch Absolutely. like on a rainy day while you're just relaxing on vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. Another giving me moments that oh. I guess I must brag about. Um, I booked something. <gasps> oh, she booked! I did, she, she booked something for 2023, darling. Congratulations. Is it something 
where you'll see my face? No. Okay. Because it's a voiceover gig. Hey, that, those are great gigs. And you've got to look at you on a mic right now. I know. You're seeing enough of my ass. But like, <laughs> do you hear me enough, wow. people? Do you hear the voices that come out of my Is it like an mouth? animated thing? Or is it no, like... No, it's it's uh, it's like an audio podcast oh, or cool. something. Uh, and I'm not going to say the title. I don't know what I can say. But okay. like, it's, it's cool. It's produced by Queen Latifah. Hey! Yeah. Are you so, going to get to meet her? No, oh, God. You never know. She's not going to be there listening to my dumb ass playing like three random characters. Did you get like, a Kennedy Center Honors? Queen she is this week. Yes, it was announced. Your colleague. <laughs> my colleague. Yeah, Queen oh, my colleague is, yeah, a Kennedy, colleague is a Kennedy Center Honor. <laughs> yes. Congratulations, boss. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And guess when uh, we record? July 11th, oh. the day before SAG contracts are over. I don't think voiceover stuff like technically mm. counts as, but still it's fun to imagine that like, oh, we're getting my performance in right before Under the, the wire. I, I don't want to be a scab. Yeah, so. Are so, you in town? For, you are still in town. When yes, you go back I'm still to in town. I'm, uh, I go back into Jersey on the night of the 13th. Okay, great. Yeah, and so, and it's actually interesting though, and because uh, the window that they gave me was like July 6th to July like 30th or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, well, for a part of that, I'll be in New Jersey, and they were like, it's okay, we have a New York City office where oh. you can go into if we need you to record up there, Yeah. and I was kind of hoping that that would be the case, because like, how glamorous is it to be like, I'm a bi-coastal actor, I and I'm, oh, I'm flying to Jersey to direct these shorts and everything, oh, I just have to make a quick stop up and take the train to New York City to like record a short quick voiceover gig for Queen Latifah mm. like that's so glamorous but no it's it's I record it before I leave yes. LA you should record it before the SAG thing happens yeah, so I, all yeah. for safety purposes yeah. I don't want you to get blocked out of SAG because you were a scab I, even for Queen Latifah I, I think it takes a lot for people to get kicked out of SAG alright fingers it's, crossed Everyone cross your fingers for steel. Yeah, they're they're not as like strict. I don't think as like the Writers Guild, which yeah. is a little more. Uh, there's there's fewer members and everything, and they all have a little more of like a unified uh, goal. I would okay. say. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so. congratulations to Matt Steele. Thank you, guys. We love I'm, that for I'm you. I'm getting paid for something. Hello. We love getting paid for I'm the work we do. getting paid for my talent. Yes, and if you want to pay him more for your talent, just make sure to go to patreon.com slash 2 Matt. Support Matt Steele and Matt Palmer in the best way. We'll stop promoting that, but we won't. No. <laughs> guys, get want. ready for a lot of Patreon talk. I know. It's going to happen. Is there anything else we need to tell the people? That y'all are great. You're so great. Thank you so much for coming and listening to us this week. I hope you're having a lovely 4th of July week, and we'll be back next week or sometime time soon with another episode of 2k mats the podcast bye bye